You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. What's up, legends? Listen, I told you to sound the alarm. We need to prepare for this next recession. And if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, this podcast today is going to be just for you. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jameson Gavin, and this is the Legend Vest Podcast. This is where we teach you how to become a legend and how to invest in yourself. Listen, if you have a small business, and when I say small business, I'm talking about any business that's probably under $35 million. When you look at what small businesses are in in their entirety in the United States, we are business owners and businesses which encompass a huge amount of the citizens and the residents of this beautiful country. When recessions happen, there are things that you must prepare for. So this podcast today is how to prepare your business for this next recession. You see, there's going to be a few major points that you're going to want to make sure that you're covering and you're taking care of. In recessions, there's so many things that you have to cover and need to cover your bases to make sure that you are secured. Between 2007 and 2012, roughly 60% of Americans' job losses happened due to companies that were employed by 50 employees or smaller. So basically, if you are a small business and you have 50 employees or under, over 60% in the last recession lost jobs. So when you really look at this, between 2007 and 2009, small companies lost around 11% of their jobs, while large companies lost 7%. And If you're comparing those two gaps there, you're probably saying, well, Jameson, why would smaller companies, small businesses lose more jobs than larger companies? And when you look at all of this compared to the last recession versus the recession before that, what we see is a lot of it is actually small businesses not preparing for the recession. And we're not talking about preparing for the recession. It's it's actually just general business practices where you need to understand where the cycle, the life cycle of your business and compare to the overall global market, not just the United States economy, but also the global economic market to understand where we are in this cycle, because everything in business happens in a cycle. And if you see this cycle and you can plan for it, you can execute and you can continue to have that um, hockey stick curve where your sales and your growth of your company continues to rise. So some of those things that just immediately that you're going to want to prepare for is number one is the restriction of gaining credit and gaining capital. So we've recently just actually about two years ago, we were pretty much at the the height, or I'd say kind of like the, the peak of venture capitalism and the amount of, um, you know, mergers and acquisitions. And I did a podcast on that if you want to actually go back and listen to M&A. And we've hit that peak. We're, we're actually past that peak. So 
you still have people doing some transactions, but they're nowhere near the the size that they have been typically. Um, and people are just getting a little bit more conservative with their funds. When the recession happens, one of the main reasons why small businesses are actually going to lose money um, more than uh, larger companies is because when you have an issue or a problem, let's say you're um, you own a bakery and your oven goes down and you need a new oven basically to make your money, to make your sales, a small business goes to the bank perhaps because they don't have the capital um, and enough saved pushed aside, which is another problem. So they'll go to the bank, ask for a loan or a line of credit, et cetera. When the recession happens, the, the restriction is already there. Those same banks are not going to want to lend typically to people who don't have A-plus credit, who have heavy liabilities on their books, who have debt, um, who haven't been in business for you know seven to ten years? You know, there's a whole list of things, and so when you go to big businesses, right? They have all of these things already secured. They have major lines of credit. They have relationships with the banks. The banks actually probably know their products as well. So the branch uh, director or the you know whoever's making these you know underwriting these deals or whatever. They have buy-in, and a lot of it is subjective. A lot of things in banks are hard, and you know they have to comply by certain rules. But when you get to really big dollars, a lot of it is actually subjective. It's so amazing how on the lower end, it's very stringent, but on the higher end, it's very subjective. And those larger companies during a recession are able to go to that bank and say, hey, I got 500 locations around the United States and overseas. Hey, you know, I need a, a line of credit to go ahead and, and refurbish these uh, these ovens for my bakery. But, you know, the small business needs one oven and they can't even get a $10,000 loan or a $10,000 line of credit. And you have to prepare for that. So you may say, how do I prepare for that, Jameson? What do I need to do? Number one, during the cycle of enormous growth, you need to be using that capital to actually fuel the growth to grow bigger. Now, once you begin to reach a peak where you see that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down, there's a peak, you see cycles are starting to change, that's actually when you start saving like none other. You pay off all your liabilities, you pay off all your debt. That is what you should have been doing for the last year to two years. Literally, all debt destroyed all liabilities destroyed you, you go very lean you still fuel that growth but you understand that hey what i was doing before them is not working as well so we're going to continue to grow but we're also going to actually pump this bottom this bottom line so when the recession does hit we're able to withstand ourselves and continue to grow now one of the things that i find that when i mentor um, a few business owners here is that when they say you know well when, when, when the recession happens, you know, I'm just going to just cut back on my marketing. And a lot of people in the last recession, they felt that, you know, I'm just going to cut back on my marketing and my sales. I'm going to lay off my sales team and things like that. The number one thing that you should not do during the recession is actually cut back on marketing and sales. Why do I say that? Sales and marketing is what brings you business. Without sales, you have no business because you have no money. Regardless if you're the one doing sales or you have a sales team of, of 5,000, it doesn't matter. The thing that matters is the act of selling. If you are not selling, no one sees your product or service. During a recession, it is very important to maintain and actually increase your marketing or your selling. Be more strategic with it. And I say that because when recessions happen, a lot of businesses are going to go out of business. So the consumers still want to purchase certain assets or excuse me, certain uh, products and certain services. 
if your business is not easily able to be found, then those same consumers who now may be using less of their money, they now won't see you at all. So uh, it, it, it kind of may it may sound counterintuitive to you say, well, now I have to use more marketing to re- to make half the amount of sales. You may have to do that. But what you may need to do is shift and prepare for that shift, because now those other five competitors are three of them went out of business. So now you only have one major competitor. So where you were marketing before against five different people, if you kept the same budget and you streamlined it to actually now cover where those other people were marketing, right? So now you cover their gaps, the space that they fell from. So you continue what you're doing. You cover those other three. Now you have four out of the five. And now your competitor is just doing the same or they're probably cutting their budget as well. And now you're the number one company on the on the totem pole. So the thing here, folks, is when it comes to sales and marketing in this next recession, don't first look to lay off your entire team. Look for strategic alliances. Look to partner with other businesses. I'll give you another example. If you are uh, let's say a bakery shop. Okay, during a recession, I would look to partner with other businesses. So, is there a um, a smoothie company that that you know that next door that can partner with me, where we can do a sale where you get a smoothie and you can get a pie at the same time? Okay, the same thing. What, when do most people? What is their largest transaction in a bakery? I would imagine. And it may actually be weddings. So why don't we partner? And I just you know just had this off the top here. So what if we partner with uh, a wedding planning agency or a company? And so now we give your clients a you know three percent discount, or we can just say no no discount because it's a recession. We'll give you priority booking. So if you decide to bring us a client, we can give you last minute service. You know, where we can have your cake ready within four days or three days or something like that. And so you basically just say, hey, during this period of time, I'm going to set someone dedicated to when these orders come in, they have a dedicated person who is literally just handles these orders. And then you can go a step further. You can now partner, uh, do partnership with venues, right? So there's a place in St. Pete called the Vanilla. We thought about having our wedding there. We did. We ended up not not choosing that location, but I love that hotel there in downtown St. Pete called the Vanoy. And so you could partner with the Vanoy. You go over and say, hey. Listen, this is a beautiful establishment you have here. I would love to partner with your uh, with your hotel and I would like to actually produce cakes for, you know, some of the the beautiful brides and uh, and grooms, you know, and so we want to come in and partner with them. And so now you you establish yourself a network of salespeople where they are selling for you and they're helping your business grow in advance. So you're now producing a lot more income and opportunities is what you're going to need leads in that recession. So another thing to prepare for is reduced cash flow. Now, during a recession, people to tend to pull back. They tend to actually shop more in discount and in vo- and in um, you know in volume transactions, but that are less. So you actually tend to have people um, get more involved into the Costco's, into the Sam's Clubs, into the Dollar Trees, into the Dollar Generals, you know, things like that. Uh, they tend to shop more into Walmarts. They tend to actually step away from your higher places like Whole Foods, um, you know. And so when they're buying in those type of in those, those type of plays, places, you have to understand that there may be a reduced cash flow. And so in a recession, that's why it's so important to find new opportunities, new partnerships, because the cash flow may not be 
as consistent and the stream may not be as consistent. The main part you're going to want to focus on when you're handling reduced cash flow is finding different verticals. So during a recession around this time in your business, I encourage you to begin to look for new verticals in your business model. So if you're in that bakery and you're selling, you know, um, I don't know, pecan pies, right? And that's your number one seller. You've done it phenomenally for years. I would recommend looking for another vertical, right? What else can I actually cook in this bakery without using any additional supplies? So in your business, you're going to want to look for things where you don't actually have to go out and buy a new oven, go out and buy new pots and pans, go out and, and train you know new employees to do a totally new process or new certifications. You want to use what is existing, Let's pivot that and now let's see if we can actually execute on another vertical, right? Because it's low cost, it's staying lean, and you're going to be able to see if there is a market for this particular product or service. Now, why I don't necessarily recommend that entirely when the business is growing like a like literally a hockey stick curve is because you need to focus on what's working. When the business is growing enormously fast and enormously well, you need to basically just put fuel on that. Like literally put a whole gallon of gasoline on whatever that is. If it's the pecan pie, everybody in this world is going to know that this bakery is known for pecan pies. We can expand and we can focus on other things later, but right now we're going to secure the bag on the pecan pies. So Another thing that I want you to focus on is going to be staffing reductions, okay? When it comes to the recession, what you think may happen is that jobs drop, which does happen, and that there's going to be more qualified applicants for your position. What actually ends up happening in a recession is the people who are all-star performers, they get gobbled up and paid massive amounts, so they're actually the people. So what, what actually happens in most businesses, so let's say you are a dealership, okay? You have, obviously, there's, there's always going to be one or two top performers. Those are going to be the two people who stay, okay? They're going to probably get offers to go somewhere else, go across the country, do something else. However, you're going to, what typically happens, you or someone else would offer them a very nice promotion. You're going to finally give them promotion that they've been asking for. You're going to give them more than a 1% raise. Um, and then they're going to move up in the company. All the people under them are probably going to get demoted or terminated. And so you end up trimming the fat. What happens from that is there is staffing reduction. So the market has a lot of supply right, for individuals to work, but the demand for those type of individuals is not as high. The demand for all-star performers is drastically high. So what you actually have is people start to lay off people, and then on the flip side, immediately, they begin to, to use headhunters to find, I need I need somebody to just kill the sales. Like, I, I'm losing money, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I need someone who knows this ish, and I need all these other people off of my flipping books, I need somebody who's going to bring in the sales. And that's when people like Courtney get gobbled up, you know, and paid enormous, enormous amounts of money because she knows how to sell. That's when people who are phenomenal in marketing and they say, you know, what we need to do is we need to rebrand all of this and we change it and then we execute and move forward. That's when those high uh, skilled individuals at the top 1% of what they do get gobbled up 
and they get very high promotions and they stay with that company for quite a while because they're now developing an entirely new process, entirely new team in this new economy, which sustains them to success. So this episode and thank you once again for listening.